morning, everybody, and welcome to breakfast and the class. So uh, we uh, we read in this week's parasha something we haven't talked about yet. We read about the complaining. We uh, we see complaining, complaining. You know, we begin the summer, and the parashiot of the summer all have to do with complaining. I don't know. People are complaining that they got the deal. They're complaining. I don't know. So that the Brooklyn people came and messed things up. Okay. <laughs> So we, we read, the, the Pasuk's very strange. It says, The Hasafsuf, the riffraff, Asher Bekirbo, that were among them, Hit Avu Ta'ava. So it's, the Ta'ava is a, is a craving. Hit Avu is a, is a verb for craving. So they crave a craving, it seems to say. Vayashuvu, they returned. Vayivku, they, they cried. Gambin Israel, Vayomru. And they said, Mi Yachilenu Basad. Who's going to feed us meat? Zacharnu et hadaga asher nochal We remember the fish that we would eat in Egypt. It's interesting. It uses future tense. We would eat in Egypt. Chinam for free. Et hakishuim, the cucumbers. The et tichim, the 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 watermelons. The et hechatzir. The leeks, ve'et ha-betzalim, the onions, ve'et ha-shumim, and the garlic. Now, what do they say? Ve'ata nafshenu yevashah. Now our, our souls are dry. En kol, there's nothing there. Bilti el haman enenu. Except for the, for the man that we have to look at. So, so the, it's, it's very hard to understand what, what's going on. You have the, the, the people, these are the people who experienced Ma'amar Har Sinai. These are the people who crossed the sea. These are the people who experienced the Nebuah. They say the lowest maidservant experienced the Nebuah crossing the sea of the Nevi'im, of the prophets. So these people are all at the level of Nebuah. They all came to Ma'amar Har Sinai. They heard Hashem say the first two of the Aseret HaDibrot. They had Moshe Rabbeinu was their teacher. They had the water from the well of Miriam, which gave them incredible spiritual and physical benefits. And then they have the man, which is perfect food, which is absorbed into your system completely. There's no waste. It's complete, perfect nourishment. Could taste like anything you want. How are they complaining? How are they complaining? So we could look at it that way. So we live in a world where, you know, a lot of comedians make jokes. You know, the Jews go to the restaurant and, you know, the waiter brings the food. It's either too well done or it's too not well done or it's not enough salt or it's too much salt. But you always have, you know, you, you ever go to a restaurant with somebody who always sends the stuff back? You know, there's certain people, they always send the stuff back. And where did they get it from? They got it from here. They said it's in our genes that, you know, we complain about the food, right? But it's hard to understand because you read stories about rabbis who went to learn, and they went to learn with two pitot, two pitas they went. One pita for breakfast and one pita for dinner, and that was their food. They didn't complain. Even us, you know, how many times we eat, we don't even know what they put in front of me. We eat so fast, we go, we have lunch and work. Boom, boom, boom. We don't even know what we ate and we go. Is it so, so important? You know, it's also funny that the vegetables they mentioned there are big in Israel today. Mm. Okay, they have to make sure they have them. So he says, so how do we understand that this Dor De'ah, this generation of knowledge is complaining for something seeming so silly, like they're complaining they don't have onions and leeks. I mean, come on. Now, on the good side, let's try to judge them for the good. 
We have 2 million people and we have over the course of 40 years, 10 sins, 10 complaints, few, few sins, not so many sins. 10 sins in 40 years for 2 million people is a pretty good track record. A lot of us can make 10 sins in a day, some of us in an hour, okay? You come to, you come to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, you know, you go through the, 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 uh, the list of, uh, of confession, you go through the list, every, you go, I did that one, I did that one, I did that one, I did that one. And that was only the A's, okay? So they're pretty good. David HaMelech in Tehillim in, in, in 106, he says, what was this sin? It was the craving, the craving. The Malbim also says, what was their sin? The Ta'ava, the craving. So how do we understand that this was their sin and how do we judge them somewhat for the good? Now what we have to imagine also is the Torah is medatek on the Sadiqim. The, the, the righteous people do the littlest thing, we throw the book at them. So even these people, Dor De'ah, they're like wearing white, white dresses or white suits. What happens if you put a little spot on a white suit? It jumps at you, you see the, the blemish. So you have to try to look at them maybe in a different way to try to understand the sin and understand a lesson to us. The man is considered a perfect food. But there's something lacking in the man that you see. What do they say? The man is in front of our eyes. What's the problem with the man? The man lacks a visual. It lacks a visual. It looks the same, but it's nothing there. It's like sponges. You know, what are you eating? And today, you could appreciate it much more because... You go out to dinner, and where does dinner start? The guy gives you the menu. You look at the menu and you start to think about what I'm going to eat. And you salivate to thinking what I'm going to eat just from the words on the menu. And then the whole thing in the restaurant is the presentation of the food. How many people get their food, they don't eat, all of a sudden all the phones come out on the table, boom, boom, boom. We have to post the Instagram on the, on the food chat of how pretty they made the food. Because the presentation of the food is unbelievable. My, my daughter-in-law, Lauren, she's just amazing. She could take anything and make it look like a work of art. Because as people, the visual we need before. So what are they complaining about? There's no visual. They're complaining they didn't have the visual. The man required the thought. When they talk about the fish, they talk about the fish that we, will, we would eat. Meaning in the future tense. It's the anticipation. It's not just the eating. The fish that we would eat is going to be presented in a way, you know, with the lemon and the this and the that. We would eat the fish. The food visual is so important. So this is Dorde'a. We have to realize, where does the man come from? The man comes in Zichut of who? Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu is a guy who went up to Har Sinai a number of times, and each time, 40 days, 40 nights, no food. So Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not about the food. It's not about the desire. It's not about the ta'ava. Moshe is not this kind of a guy. So how do we understand it? So my rabbi's teacher, Rav Dessler, from, uh, from when my rabbi was in Panovich, Rav Dessler taught this something very, very, really very interesting. He says, you have to relate this sin to the sin of Adam HaRishon. What was the sin of Adam HaRishon? All of us could say, how crazy could it be that Hashem puts Adam HaRishon in the garden and he tells him, eat from every single tree, just don't eat from that tree. How could the guy go and eat from that tree? But any of us could say, yeah. if we were there, yeah. how could we be so stupid? We have everything to do, just leave it in the corner, put a fence and don't go near. What do you mean? How could he make such a mistake? So Rav Desla says, you have to understand the thinking of Adam HaRishon. 
Adam HaRishon had a concept where he said, there's no Yetzir Hara inside of me. There's no evil inclination. If there's no Yetzir Hara inside of me, what does that mean? I have no challenge in my life to overcome, to earn reward. The only way I could prove myself to God is if I face a challenge. I need the challenge. What is it like? It's a guy who goes to the gym for the first time and he goes with the machines in the gym. So he does the pull down bar. He says, oh yeah, they're complaining it's so hard. He goes like this, look, boom, boom, I can do a thousand. And the guy says, excuse me, there's a pin. You need to stick the pin in the weights. Once you stick the pin in the weights, then try to do it with the weights going. With no weight, you could do anything. Adam Arishon is saying, God gave me a world with no weight. Nothing to do. I need to stick the pin in the weight in order to give myself a challenge to go. His calculation was wrong because he already had a challenge. The challenge was to not to eat and to wait. Had he waited until Shabbat, the, 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 the neshama of Shabbat would have entered his, the elevation of his neshama of Shabbat would have entered into his soul and then he could have faced the Yetzir Hara as a fair fight. He knew that. But because he messed up and he didn't, he messed up and he jumped the gun and he thought he knew better, he messed up. We don't know. So now what happens is, Rav Dessler says you have to look at Bnei Israel in the desert at the same thing. It says that they craved a craving. The verb is the crave. Why? Because he sa- it says that what is one of man's biggest challenges? What is our, one of our biggest challenges as Jews? Our biggest challenge in Jews, we see food in front of us and say, can I eat that? No, I didn't pray yet. Can I eat that? No, it's meat. I had milk. Can I eat that? No, it's not kosher. Can I eat that? It's da 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 da. When it comes to food, what do we have to do? We have to think about it so much because we could have a ta'ava, a craving for food, but what do we have to do? We have to resist the ta'ava. So they said when it comes to the man, there's no resisting a ta'ava. There's no ta'ava. There's nothing here that's a challenge. We need to have a food that's a challenge. Because when it comes to having a steak and wine, you have to see, is the steak kosher? Was it done right? Is the wine kosher? I have to think about it. Is it permitted for me to eat? There's a craving that a person has to overcome when it comes to food. So they're saying if all we have is the man, we don't have the challenge of the craving of the food to overcome. We don't have a way to earn a mitzvah, to earn a reward. They're saying it's like Adam HaRishon, Going to do the weights with no pin. We need the challenge. We need the weights. We need something to do. Therefore, we need the food. We have a ta'ava in order to overcome a ta'ava. The Sifat Emet says their intent was good. He says, but they didn't understand the nature of the Yetzirah. Once you let the, the Yetzirah is standing by the door. Once you let the Yetzirah in, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. You can't give a people an inch. It's interesting because when the people died there, they say they're buried where? In Kivrot Hata'ava. What does Kivrot Hata'ava mean? The graves of desire. The graves of... Uh, says, what do you mean graves of lust, graves of desire? Was that the name of the place? Well, they named the place that after they were there. Why do we have a place named after a sin? It's not a good thing. Why would we name it after a sin? And he says, no, we're not naming it after his sins. What did they say? They saw what happens when the ta'ava, when the desire is too great. And what did they want to do there? They wanted to bury their own 
ta'avot, their own lust, into that graveyard over there. They learned a lesson. We say that sometimes something permissible leads to something forbidden. So their intent was to bury the ta'avot that they had there. So it says, it's interesting that we read these portions when it comes to the summer. Generally in the summer, we go on vacation, we look at life a little differently. We try to throw off some of the inhibitions, so to say. It says that we have, to, we have a desire to experience things maybe we didn't experience. But he says when we open the door to desire, we have a problem that we open the door maybe to too much. There's a concept that we have in halakha of a glutton with the permission of the Torah. A guy comes, he prays in the morning, then he comes, he sits here, he eats everything on the table, and he just keeps eating. And he tells the Rosa, bring me more, bring me more, bring me more. He's a glutton with the permission of Torah. I'm going to save your karamazon in the end. I'm going to have six bagels, and I'm going to have whatever. I'm a, so that's a glutton with the permission of the Torah. What happens to that person? When that person has no self-control on the permissible, he loses self-control on the forbidden from there. So Rav Dessler is saying... That what does a person have to do? A person has to exercise self-control even on the, on the permitted things in order to work his self-control, to strengthen his self-control so that his self-control can work on the forbidden things as well. We see that, that really we can't judge this door out. We can't judge these people in the desert like we judge them. We judge them in a way to say, look how terrible they were. I'm so much better. But we have to say, no, they stepped on a slippery slope. You know, they go down that hill, you can't stop. You go skiing, you take the wrong one down. No matter how much you're going to go level, you're going. What happened is they went down that slippery slope because they wanted to show, you know, God, we're going to prove that we're good. We're going to prove that we could do it. And that was the same sin as Adam HaRishon. The same thing that Adam HaRishon, he wanted to prove God, show me, give me the challenge, give me the test. David HaMelech said to Hashem, you know, Hashem, I want to be the fourth wheel. There's three wheels on the, on the chariot. The three wheels are Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. I want to be the fourth wheel. Hashem tells, uh, tells David, David, listen, be careful. They all got tested. So David HaMelech says, okay, test me. Hashem says, I don't know if you really want that. He goes, no, test me. He goes, you know what, I'm going to even give you a hint how I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you with regard to a woman. No problem, God, I will pass the test. Comes along Batsheva on the roof, the rest is history. We have to be very, very careful about testing ourselves. We have to exercise self-control in the permitted in order to be able to exercise self-control in that which is forbidden. Maybe that was the mistake of that generation. That was the mistake that brought them down the road. We read this, it makes us think about it, and we won't do the mistake in the same way.